Hello, and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host, Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we are talking with the staff of LCMS Youth Ministry to look back at the 2019 LCMS Youth Gathering. Held every three years since 1980, the LCMS Youth Gathering provides thousands of youth and adults an opportunity to come together as the community of God's people to learn more about Jesus Christ, the Christian faith, and their Lutheran identity. In fact, it's the biggest gathering of LCMS young people and adults uh, that we have in our church body. During those five days of the gathering, youth spend time together in God's Word worship, service, and fellowship with others from across the Synod. In 2019, the gathering was hosted in Minneapolis, Minnesota for the very first time, where we had more than 20,000 people joining together in worship of our real, present God. In preparing for the gathering, it takes the collective hours of the adult leaders and parents at each congregation to prepare time in God's Word and registration, travel, and fundraising. And at the same time, there is over a thousand volunteers who serve at the event. And the staff members of LCMS Youth Ministry dedicate time and effort to support the planners and volunteers, youth and adults, who attend and serve. Now, we wish we could collect and tell all the stories of the participants and volunteers, but we just can't. But this is one of the joys of social media, where people can post pictures and tell stories of their gathering experience. Uh, But we thought that we'd take some time. We are now basically a year away from the 2019 gathering in Minneapolis, and we are starting to gear up for the 2022 gathering in Houston. And we thought it'd be a time to reflect on the 2019 gathering and ask the staff of LCMS Youth Ministry to share some of their biggest memories and learnings from the 19 gathering. So first is Meredith Whitefield. Meredith is the communication specialist for LCMS Youth Ministry. Uh, Meredith, what's one thing you learned at the 2019 gathering that impacts you still today? I remember one of my first projects when I started this job was uh, We were filming the Theological Foundation video for the gathering for our adult leaders and our youth. Um, And along with that came the paper and um, some of the talking points. And I remember reading through the talking points for the first time and thinking, wow, these are really good. And I had no concept that I was getting thrown into gathering stuff. Um, And then to see it come together over like a year and a half was just awesome. Um, Every night of the gathering, there were solid truths. And I remember seeing people post online, both youth and adults and adults back home, just really honing in on those truths. But I think my two favorite ones were uh, because Jesus is real, I can be real. And then Jesus is present or God is present in his word and through his people. Uh, Being at the gathering, those are really easy to see, uh, but coming home from the gathering, even easier to see. you know, you come from this like high of the gathering you're with all your friends and your, your adult leaders um, and you come home and you can still see that energy like flowing through. I got to see it all online. Um, so seeing how God is real through his people was super awesome. Um, and then I think about this pandemic that just came and hit and like it just hit hard. And I think it hit people, especially me, like just mentally, just a big toll Um and go, going back, I have a little like sticky note. I have those talking points of sticky note in my Bible. Um, and going back and saying like, you know what? This is really hard and I'm not dealing with it really well. And to be able to go to God and be like, I I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know how I'm feeling. And like 
I'm an adult and I feel like if I'm feeling like that, I can't imagine how um, youth are feeling, how some of those essential workers are feeling, teachers, um, and be, to be able to go to God and just be like, I don't know what's going on. And that's okay. And like, that's what God wants us to do. Um, and there is no problem, no circumstance that I'm ever in that God doesn't already have an answer or have a plan for. Um, it's really, it was really comforting at the very beginning of this pandemic. Uh, and to see how the other talking point of God is present through his people and in, in his word, um, to see how the, the church kind of came together during this pandemic, um, to see how like DCEs and youth leaders are like taking things online and just still sharing the gospel. Uh, to me, it was really uplifting to see how many churches went online and just to see like how many people were hearing the gospel that like had never heard the gospel. Like all of a sudden um, church was available, like, for everyone, like anybody could tune in um, Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitter, like it was everywhere. And it's it's still happening. Um, and it's just so cool to see how like our church kind of came together to like share the gospel during those times. And all I can hope is that um, I see it online that people are still really clinging on to Psalm 46. Um, so I can only hope that they're still thinking of those truths. And it's just nice to like remind people um, and like applause to the gathering planners and like the writers of that paper for coming up with those talking points because people are still like sending us DMs about them and like, oh yeah, I remember the gathering and like, I really love Psalm 46 and like they'll send pictures of like their Bible just like super highlighted or like, I remember this because uh, we're coming up on a year. So everybody's like time hop memories and like Facebook memories are coming up. So it's been fun seeing um, all of those memories and just... I just can't get over how much those talking points like impacted me as an adult, as a planner who was like in the planning process and like saw it from the beginning. Um, and I just hope that those talking points still are like affecting the youth and the adults that went to the gathering. It is really amazing to see how God works through his word to pre-prepare us to hear the things that we need to hear, uh, especially uh, not just at the gathering, but then beyond that. It's, it's really great. Reverend Derek Broughton, who is Associate Director of LCMS Youth Ministry and the Program Director for the LCMS Youth Gathering. And our first question, Derek, is what is one moment from the 2019 gathering that sticks with you? Oh, that's a great question, Mark. I, there. I'm, uh, can I break the rules and do two? Um, one that personally Absolutely. affected me. <laughs> Let me start with the one that, that really personally affected me in a way that I, I wasn't really prepared for. And it was actually a, a, the fourth night of our stadium events. And um, it was a scripting moment where um, we were talking about the return of Christ in this resurrection moment scene. And um, I'm kind of watching it unfold. And it, in the midst of it, there the, the, there's a song that's being played in the background. And, and still to this day, when that song comes on the radio, oh, I, I just, I get, I start to tear up. It was such an emotional moment for me. And, and Jesus steps in um, up onto this, uh, this uh, uh, coffin and it reaches down to, um, to assimilate the kind of the resurrection of, of the, of the dead. And the, the person that he pulls out is this, uh, African-American teenager. And, and especially in the last two months with everything that's gone in our world and the, uh, all the racial tension and the, the reconciliation that's needed. I mean, this is the image that just continues to pop back into my mind. And I see over and over again, it was a powerful moment. And who, who knew that 
in that moment of the stadium, uh, how, how much that would play out for me, you know, a year later back in the city that, uh, that experienced George Floyd and everything that went on there. And, and, and I hear this over and over from, from, um, from youth and adults who, who talk about someone that they've lost in their life and how much they go back to that moment. It was just such a powerful, powerful uh, story. Um, um, so yeah, that's the one that makes me um, pretty emotional. Uh, the second one was an unplanned thing. And, and I love this about the gathering is that there, we hear stories all the time about, um, about youth who are brought with a youth group and end up uh, wanting to be baptized. And we don't plan that. So uh, there were two stories in particular that um, two very different youth groups that uh, had different youth that said, hey, I, I want to be baptized. And, and a lot of times we, we say, hey, why don't you go do, we actually encourage you to go back home and to do the baptism back home with your congregation and to let them celebrate and that. Uh, but in these two instances, it actually uh, made a good sense and the pastors were along with them. And so we actually brought them into the stadium probably about three hours before that evening's event. And uh, we were on the stadium floor. We're able to bring both these youth groups and to do this baptism with both their pastors and their whole youth groups and their the, the people that they chose as sponsors. And it was for for me, it was a very moving uh, a moment of of how this the, the Holy Spirit used the whole gathering to bring these two people to the baptismal fonts. We get stories all the time where we where we hear of a, a youth group and a pastor who. Uh, um, who did a baptism in the hotel pool or, or, you know, different things like that. But those, those are special moments that aren't necessarily planned, but, but we celebrate. And remind me, Derek, there were, there were multiple baptisms that happened over the course of, of the gathering. How many were there total? Well, the, the ones that we've heard about there, I, I know there were four that we've heard about. Um, I, two of them we found out on, I think it was on Facebook. We saw pictures like <laughs> the next day. Which we is- watched it together yeah. while we were eating lunch, one yeah. of them. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, so we're, we're sitting down there eating lunch and, and here it's a Facebook live event. And I was just, Oh, and I may have been yeah. crying. It was very exciting. <laughs> no, those, those are really meaningful and moving moments and, and great joy to be able to celebrate that, that um, with so many other young people and for people to get to see and celebrate with them. And that, that's not even to say, we don't even know how many went back to their congregations and the conversations that have continued. We know that there are youth that come that are guests and friends and, and so that's always one of our prayers as people go back, that the Holy Spirit will continue to work in those conversations. Uh, so I, I would be curious to know how many baptisms happen after the gathering back in the home congregations. Next up, we've got Jim Lohman, Associate Director of Youth Ministry. Um, he also leads servant events for LCMS Youth Ministry, and he is the Director of Arrangements for the Youth Gathering. Jim, what was a moment from the 2019 gathering that still sticks with you? Well, Mark, social media always gives us uh, great visual reminders. And and just this past weekend, uh, a video I took of the semi-truck leaving the International Center filled with all the skids that are a part of arrangements uh, was shared. And uh, that just, for me, gives uh, an idea of all that goes into the gathering with volunteers and arrangements and so many people putting in so many hours of work and uh, just dedicating themselves to that. Uh, That's a a visual reminder that I have. But but when I think think of, of 2019, 
in the whole process, you you never know how the theme is going to play out and the scripture that's selected. And for uh, 2019, Real Present God, and particularly the emphasis on Psalm 46, for me, just uh, really connected not only to the gathering, but in these days we've been experiencing in 2020, that Psalm, Psalm 46, where we are uh, reminded that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. I'll just end it there. Uh, has has taken on new meaning both for me, for my family, and for uh, many other people I know who are involved in ministry uh, with young people and uh, how they care for them in these uh, days that we're experiencing. Absolutely. We've seen that a lot, uh, both kind of memorizing that scripture, knowing it by heart, uh, using that as our focus to be something that, again, has brought great comfort and courage uh, in these times. It's been great to see. I have a, a long history with the gathering dating back to Washington, D.C., and and it is significant to kind of reflect back and and think about how God has used all of those, Mm -hmm. particularly those scripture connections, uh, Mm -hmm. starting Mm -hmm. with on wings like eagles on through uh, how we are chosen and uh, just what we believe in our faith. And all of that impacts our daily lives as, uh, as faithful Christians in the world in which we live today. Absolutely. And it is really great to see how those themes track with people throughout their lives, right? Uh, we we know that real present God was resonant for today, but also how uh, I think some of those themes uh, continue to be uh, uh, a, a stronghold for people in God's word, even as they grow into adulthood. Yes, that that's extremely evident in uh, many conversations that I have with others and, and they... Uh, know that in some way I'm connected with the LCMS Youth Gathering and it uh, brings about a conversation uh, connected to the theme or the scripture or uh, some way that that uh, has impacted their lives today, still continues to impact their lives today. With us is Renee Lorenz. She is the Administrative Coordinator for LCMS Youth Ministry, uh, meaning that she does a ton of behind the scenes work, everything from making sure people have contracts and checks to interfacing with with tons of adult leaders. Uh, Renee, you kind of have a unique role at the actual gathering. What is it that you do while we're at uh, while we're in Minneapolis? Um, good question. Uh, a lot of my time is actually spent in the gathering office. Um, I deal with a lot of our COB or our community life builders um, and adult volunteers who come in, they have questions or need help. I make sure that they have what they need. Some of it is as simple as replacing broken wristbands or just answering questions of where something is at. Um, Other things would include making sure that our team directors and managers have the correct credentials um, to give to speakers and volunteers uh, that they have different or that the different facilities have uh, their checks or I double check on their contracts. I also So just a ton of behind the scenes stuff. Right, right. She's being very uh, humble. That pretty much makes the whole <laughs> gathering run once we get there, pretty much. Yeah, that, that could sum up pretty much what Renee does. 
I was going to say, I pretty much just do whatever needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't get out too often, but I try to do at least walk around <laughs> once a day. So a lot of your experience is, is way, way behind the scenes, kind of uh, locked away in a secret room solving problems. Uh, but in this last gathering, you had uh, a different set of eyes and ears that were out experiencing that for the first time. I did. I did. Uh, my two boys were at the gathering this year. So it was really neat. Yeah. <laughs> I got to catch up with them a couple times at the stadium events. Um, at, for the divine service, I got to sit there and worship with them, which was really neat. But the experience after, like when we got home, they just talked for weeks on end. Like that was our main conversation at the dinner table. And it's really neat now because they're actually starting to talk about it again with my nephews who are kind of hesitant on going. They've never really been out of the house. So they're kind of anxious. They don't want to leave mom and dad, but my boys are like, well, we'll be there. So it would be neat because I would have my two boys. My daughter will be able to go next time. And, uh, three of my nieces and nephews. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. Little mini family reunion. That's good. Right. And do they appreciate all the things that you do now for the gathering? <laughs> um, actually, to be honest with me being at home, they're like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, they'll be like standing behind me going, <laughs> <laughs> what are all those numbers and words and files that you have open? It's kind of funny. <laughs> They want the inside track, especially for 2022. Oh, yes. They've already asked me if I know where the next one is. After. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't uh, tell you that. <laughs> wonder what their hotel is in 2022, all that good stuff. <laughs> right. But, no, they, they, they've even contemplated between, because they could actually even be a YAV or go as um, a participant. But I think their youth leader wants them to go as a participant to kind of help. So. Cool. Yeah. It is a really cool experience to be able to have both experience as a planner or a staff person and then to be able to see it through the eyes of, of a of a young person who is experiencing it for the first time. It's uh two very different experiences, but still both really powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Next we have Krista Miller. Krista serves as the registrar and operations manager for the gathering. Uh for the rest of the next 30 minutes, we'll go through all the things that Krista does for the gathering. Not really, not really. But there's a lot of things under that title, as you can imagine. If you've, we'll hear from other guests as well. Um, obviously, we're at, with registration, um, the whole process of registering congregations um, and young people and adults for uh, attending the youth gathering, that includes all our hotel contracting, placements in the hotels, all the arrangements around hotels from um, you know those questions that come to us to assistance with uh, billing as we set that up. Um, helping when we do meetings in the uh, city, uh, working with our hotels, shuttling. And so all the details that go into that, whether that's from a hotel or whether that's for servant events. And then along with all that uh, arrangement stuff too, comes from all our volunteers on the side. So think of young adult volunteers this time. I mean, it was working with a college campus, which was different in Minneapolis. Um, and then so many things that go on in our offense, just from an administrative standpoint, for again, not just the participants, but volunteers. And then helps do that with a lot of our other events for the gathering, too. So Krista has her hands in a lot of different things. So she sees things from a different angle, too, and planning this event and seeing it come together as well. So Krista, I want to ask you, what is a moment from the 2019 gathering that sticks with you? 
Well, there were there were quite a few, but the 2019 gathering actually presented with a very unique hotel situation. We used 70 hotels, which was far more than we've ever used in the past. They were also spread out among six different areas, which required a very complex shuttle plan that impacted the majority of our participants. As we know, nobody likes to be shuttled. So I'm pretty sure that we're going to have a lot of very unhappy people on our hands. Well, you can imagine my surprise when I didn't receive any communications at all from our groups, letting me know how unhappy they were about the whole situation. What this tells me is that we have a lot of fantastic adult leaders who were teaching patience and understanding <laughs> to their, their, their youth. And that's something that will stay with these young people for a long time to come. Yeah, it was great to see, I think, all the interactions to hear how young people made the most of their time on whether it's the light rail um, or on the shuttle, too, that they used it as a time to maybe be in the word together or just to share what was going on or to sing, whatever it may have been. And so like it actually becomes a great community building opportunity, which is really cool. But like you said, it's got to take the people who have the attitude to make it that and so to make the best of it. So we love to hear adult leaders who take the reins, make the best of that situation and really make it sometimes. I, I think I remember hearing from even one that like how glad they were that they were an outlying property because it gave them time as a group to process and to be together. I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. It was wonderful. I love as somebody who came as an adult leader and then coming into the staff, uh, how much time and energy goes into something that on our end looks as simple as shuttling. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to guess how many hours you guys spent planning uh, how to effectively use shuttles in the most cost effective way to get people from A to B uh, in a timely way. Uh, so we're really grateful for uh, volunteers and for Krista and for other people who are able to make something like shuttling run so seamlessly uh, that it's not a distraction for our event, but in fact, something that really does uh, does help us out. So Juliana, how about you? How did you spend your time maybe leading up to the gathering itself in Minneapolis, but then also during the gathering, you had a busy five to seven days of doing a lot of different stuff. So a little bit, where did you see impacts? What did you see in your time there working both as a staff, but also engaging? You kind of had a unique role that you were touch pointing on a lot of different areas of the gathering that we've heard about so far. Yeah, my role with the gathering is a little less specific than everyone else's. <laughs> um, it, it's a, a bit of a hodgepodge, but I, I love that in part because it gives me exposure to uh, a variety of different places um, and places that I think um, often maybe don't get celebrated at the gathering. So I got a chance to help with that, with the registration for the YAVs and a little tiny bit of their training as well. Um, and I'm just always so encouraged by that tremendous yep. group of young people, um, our young adult volunteers who come, who take the time and the energy to come and, and be just a critical part of the gathering to share their energy uh, and their service with the young people and adults throughout the gathering. And uh, it's fun then to kind of get to see them in little pockets <laughs> all around as you walk around um, and as they um, interact with you just to be able to see um, that and then I uh, set up and helped to um, to run an area on the floor that we call the youth booth, which highlights the things that LCMS Youth Ministry does. So um, everything from servant events to resourcing adult leaders to our Lutheran Youth Fellowship team leadership training um, and some other uh, LCMSU, some other places as well. Um, so it's always great to be able to uh, work with a team to highlight 
um, cool things that happen in outside of the gathering <laughs> that, our, that our area does, um, that our team does, and get to celebrate uh, where the next gathering was. Uh, so that's always a, a fun reveal to be able to be a part of. Um, and then especially getting a chance to um, do a little bit of speaking, particularly this time, uh, really encouraged by um, getting to help do some training for adult leaders. Um, so many of the adult leaders who come are lay leaders who are just passionate about young people who love them um, and who want to do a good, healthy youth ministry, but don't necessarily have a degree or training um, in how to do that. And so we really focused a lot on opportunities for them to come to hear speakers, to think about um, what it is that they um, need to know and to learn and to engage in discussion with them about how we can best resource and uh, and train them to be uh, designers and leaders of healthy uh, youth ministry back home. And so I uh, really loved all the opportunities, both to talk to them one-on-one in the youth booth and in our affinity groups, but then also um, in some other areas to be able to share some resources with them. Um, so I, I love that the, <laughs> the gathering has so many different components um, that uh, you can have your staff talk about all these different things. We're not all talking about the same thing. Um, and that I have a chance to kind of get to expose myself to to a ton of those different pieces. Mark, how about you? What what sticks with you? What were uh, things that you uh, will take away from the 2019 gathering? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I could I could speak to some of the ones that were already said by others. I mean, I was one of those people sitting next to Derek that Sunday night with the resurrection scene. Um, that was mm. just something that'll always be with me, as, as well as being at the baptisms, too, was something that was really special. I think I think one thing I go back to that's maybe a little unique that other people don't necessarily always get to see, the participants that are just arriving in the city um, or um, are, you know, certainly busy taking care of their, getting connected to the gathering registered, is I think. I think there's probably two things that really um, stick out for me. And one is to see um, the city people we work with or the facility staff. Um, mm-hmm. And when both the combination of when our volunteers show up, our young adult volunteers and our community light builders, um, it really is a unique part of an event like ours. Um, the amount of energy, um, love, cons- uh, just um, joy that they bring to the event and how well they're trained um, is that we're always blown away with uh, cities like Minneapolis or facilities that will say, we're going to borrow stuff we learned from you guys. And that always gives me great uh, humble joy and pride about how we do things and, and just how amazing our volunteers are. Um, so I'll always remember the day the YAF showed up at the convention center <laughs> and they're coming in to get trained and learn their areas. And our the facility people at the convention center were just loving it and they're like if this is just a taste of what we're going to see during the gathering we're going to be blown away and they're yabs or of course stuff we, we're not doing right now in the pandemic but you know high fives and just bringing such joy and energy to the event that is so cool to see and it just gets even here our, our facility people excited um, and so they get to see the joy of christ that is played out in our lives um, and what a great witness it is and how excited we are to be there so that's that's one and then i think um you know one of the cool things about the gathering is being um being Lutheran Christians together is just the connections that get made um, through the gathering, through our Concordia University system, through camps, through being in the body of Christ together. I mean, now on social media, I think it gets even brought up more um, when we think of the adults that connect over the adult leader page um, a group and things like that. And I, even young people that get to connect um, in their districts, in their circuits. 
Um, and, and so to come to a place like a gathering and to see kind of old friends, family, almost like, you know, we feel like it's a reunion. I mean, just that we get to see these faces and we get to see the, the beauty of the body of Christ um, and the connections that we have as Christians. Um, and then when you think of like the adults, it's these adults who come together, like you said, because they love young people and they're willing to, to um, invest in them and to show them love. And then certainly the joy that we have in our young people and that when they come and sh- uh, share their faith, um, come in and serve, come in and learn um, and come in and um, again, express their faith and acts of service. And also in the, in the words that they uh, share with one another um, and with the community. So those are the things. And I hope that's kind of what you take away with too, is they get to see the church, the, the vastness of the church, the church is there wherever God may take them in their transition from post high school, um, that there's a place for them and a place that they can connect um, and know that they are deeply loved, continue to hear the words of God spoken for them. Um, and be able to be refreshed uh, by his gifts. So I hope that's one of those things that they take away that they see that it just doesn't end in high school. Certainly doesn't end just with the youth gathering, uh, but they get to take that back to their home church and look to the future of being in Christ church for a lifetime. Yeah, we know that the LCMS Youth Gathering has this powerful impact on the young people who attend. Um, when we did our our research with millennials, one in 10 active LCMS millennials answered our questions to the 2017 survey. Uh, they mentioned the gathering as one of those places where God was at work and meaningfully in their lives. And um, and truly, like you can hear that resonate for, for people um, far, far beyond the gathering. And is, uh, but we know that as valuable as the uh, gathering is, it's only powerful because of how God uses it to connect people back to uh, his word and to that greater church. Absolutely. Well, uh, we are starting our steps towards 2022 in Houston. Um, we are praying for you as you make plans to attend. Um, we're also working hard on preparing for the National Lutheran Youth Workers Conference, which will happen a year in advance of the gathering in the gathering city. So we'll be in Houston again in 2021. We hope that you'll be able to attend. We'll probably have some resources online about that too, as we equip you and train youth leaders in advance of the gathering. If you weren't able to join us at the gathering, but you want to see some pieces of this, there's a couple of places you can go. So you heard uh, Mark and Derek both mention that resurrection scene. It is that that segment of the mass event is available on our YouTube channel as well as some other um, segments of, of what happens at the gathering. And also um, the LCMS Youth Gathering 2019 has a podcast where you can listen to about 90 different speakers who were there um, so that that work can uh, continue to, to go out into your youth ministry, even if uh, you weren't able to join us or you have new young people who weren't able to be with you at that time. Uh, so just some closing questions, uh, which seems like an interesting thing to do at the end of a podcast like this. But well, we do have some questions for you. And one of them is, how has the gathering played a role in your life and the life of your youth? We love hearing stories <laughs> of the impact of something like the gathering. We um, treasure those stories. We hold on to them. We we print them off and put them on our cubicle wall. So if you have a story that you want to share with us, uh, you can always email that to youth.ministry at lcms.org. As you can imagine, um, things that have happened with the pandemic in our world have uh, brought new questions about an event like an LCMS youth gathering, as well as uh, your congregational youth ministry. Uh, we're so thankful for those of you that are um, sharing insights that you're getting or questions that you have about youth ministry right now, but we want to continue to have that dialogue about the gathering as well. Um, we want to be as transparent and open and also forthright in information we're getting about what that might look like as we get new information. Know that right now we're, we're still <laughs> garnering a lot of that. Um, still a lot of questions out there. 
Um, but we want really want to be able to support you as you plan for the next youth gathering. Um, so certainly let us know in the uh, LCMS Youth Ministry Facebook group uh, that you might be a part of. It was the adult leader group. We kind of changed the name on a little bit. But make sure you join that. Ask your questions. They'll be looking for answers from us to and resources that we'll be providing as we move towards 2022. And then finally, will you pray for our staff and for our hundreds of planners who, uh, who are already working on the 2022 gathering as we prepare? We, we covet those prayers. Uh, we desire for, um, for everyone who might be a part of the gathering and, or not uh, to pray for us as we uh, work towards making this the kind of event where God can work powerfully in the lives of young people. As we continue to keep you in our prayers, as you prepare and plan with your groups of young people for the future gatherings, uh, we know that so much time and energy and resources go into bringing a group. Uh, it is not an easy task, and we are so grateful for every leader and youth and ministry that attends. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive review as it helps other people to find us. Edgold's podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.